Was Jesus really a carpenter? If you're your average Christian, you're probably thinking, of course he was a carpenter, you dullard. What's wrong with you? But hear me out, because I've personally found that the more you dig into a subject, especially when it has to do with something like ancient history or the Bible, it's often the case that the less clear things become. The Bible didn't drop down from heaven written in English. It's essentially an anthology, a cobbled-together collection of various books by various authors. Despite Christianity's Jewish roots, the New Testament was written primarily in Greek, and this confusion over Jesus' profession hinges on a single Greek word, tekton, a noun used to refer to an artisan or craftsman or builder, especially a carpenter or woodworker. In antiquity, although tecton could sometimes be used to refer to a mason, it was often used to differentiate between a woodworker and a stone mason specifically, as well as certain other professions such as a metalworker or a smith. This characteristically Greek distinction can be found reflected in the Septuagint, an ancient Greek language version of the Hebrew Bible. The word or name Septuagint comes from the Latin for 70 due to the fact that according to tradition, 70 or more precisely 72 Hebrew scholars, supposedly six from each of the 12 tribes of Israel, were commissioned by Ptolemy II Philadelphus to translate the Torah into Greek so it could be added to the Great Library of Alexandria. The following are examples of the aforementioned distinction made between carpenters or woodworkers and other workmen made in the Septuagint. Isaiah 41.7 So the carpenter, Tecton, encouraged the goldsmith, and he that smootheth with the hammer, him that smote the anvil. And from 2 Kings 12.11-12 and then they gave the money being told into the hands of them that did the work, that had the oversight of the house of the Lord. And they laid it out to the carpenters and builders that wrought upon the house of the Lord, and to masons and hewers of stone, and to buy timber and hewed stone to repair the breaches of the house of the Lord. First century historian Flavius Josephus also uses the word tecton when recounting the same story of work being carried out on the temple. In the New Testament, both Jesus and Joseph are described using the word tecton. Although Jesus and Joseph are, of course, New Testament figures, it shouldn't go without mention that's thought that up to two-thirds of the roughly 300 Old Testament quotes appearing in the New Testament originally come from the aforementioned Septuagint. Tecton in instances where it's used to describe the occupation of Jesus and or Joseph would eventually be translated into English language Bibles as carpenter. From the Gospel of Mark, is not this the carpenter? Ho tecton in the original Greek along with the definite article. The son of Mary and brother of James and Joses and Judas and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And from Matthew, is not this the carpenter's son? Ho tu tectonus huios. There are some modern scholars who suggest that the word tecton, as it appears in the New Testament to refer to the occupation of Jesus or Joseph, would be better rendered as craftsman or builder, 
Seeing as at the time of Jesus, use of the word had supposedly become more flexible and could be used to refer to either a carpenter or a stonemason. There are contemporary factors that come into play to suggest that stonemason may have been a better fit. Supposedly, trees for woodworking in the region of northern Israel would have been relatively scarce. According to Hebraic scholar James W. Fleming, Jesus and Joseph would have formed and made nine out of ten projects from stone, either by chiseling or carving the stone or stacking building blocks. Another factor is that at the time, the ancient town of Sepphoris, less than four miles away from Nazareth, was being rapidly developed by Herod Antipas, and the ruler would most likely have required the labor of a great number of workmen from the surrounding area, possibly including Joseph. The location of a giant rock quarry at the halfway point between Nazareth and Sepphoris seems to add further credence to this theory. In the Septuagint, the Greek noun tekton usually fills in for the Hebrew noun karash, meaning craftsman, or the phrase karash etzim, meaning craftsman of the woods. An alternative and less accepted theory is that tekton is a stand-in for the Aramaic term nagara, Hebrew nagar, meaning craftsman. In 1983, British biblical scholar Giza Vermes suggested that, since the Talmudic use of the term can signify someone skilled in the handling of the Word of God, that perhaps the New Testament description of Joseph as a craftsman or carpenter was meant to signify that he was wise or learned in the Torah. The problem is that the Greek word tekton doesn't carry this same connotation. And the word nagar doesn't seem to appear in biblical Aramaic or Hebrew or in Aramaic documents of the New Testament period. The Talmudic use of the word nagar or term craftsman to indicate a skilled handler of the word of God appears to be a post-New Testament period phenomenon. So in conclusion, I myself, as my regular listeners will know, am not a believer. I tend to label myself as a skeptic or an agnostic atheist, and I'm actually somewhat agnostic on the very historicity of Jesus. But that being said, if you are a believer, as jarring as the idea that Jesus may not have specifically been a carpenter may be, I don't think it should really change much. It doesn't change the message of the New Testament or the Gospels. It doesn't change the essence of the story. He still would have been a working man, a craftsman of some sort. I chose to explore this topic because despite my unbelief, I'm still deeply fascinated by things like religion and ancient history. And this point of contention of sorts surrounding the use of the word tekton is something that's interested me for years. But whether you're a believer or a fellow skeptic, I hope you enjoyed this special mini-documentary episode of The Week in Doubt. Thanks for listening.